talking about Genesis 23. We begin here with uh, we're going to see about the death of Sarah, and we're going to talk about the de death and the burial of Sarah, and also in this chapter we're going to moreover talk about about the the character of Abraham and his legacy, and throughout Abraham's character. We will see the position of this man as he relates to the people around him and as he relates to the place that he's was called a stranger to be in, to live in. And in this chapter also, you see the, the attitude of the believer as with Abraham. And we have to consider ourselves strangers in this world. We are to be, we, we are pilgrims and strangers and we are all passing through and we are not in a hurry to leave this earth, but we are also not eagerly to stay. And here you will see Abraham's attitude, how he presents himself and what he looks forward to concerning the city in the millennial kingdom. What is his hope? And all these things is gonna we'll discuss it in this chapter. And here we begin with verse one. It says in verse one, and it says, And Sarah was an hundred and seven and twenty years old. These were the years of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died at Kijathaba. The, the same is Hebron in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. And Abraham stood from before his dead and spake unto the sons of Heth, saying, I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession of a burying place with you that I may bury my dead out of my sight. Attention called here that Sarah was 127 years old and she had to be buried there. And in that land, because in that land, the hope for Abraham is in the millennial kingdom that God will raise Abraham. The Bible says that Abraham is waiting for a city which builder and maker was God. And his hope that his pen that God will eventually raise him from that land. So that's why it's important that Abraham will bury. So um, this is, and later Caleb will took over this land in the book of Joshua and but here is the burial place that Abraham came to mourn his wife his dead wife Sarah and to weep for her also here you see Abraham is very sorrowful but he, he came here to do the formalities of this burial with his wife and here he spoke unto the sons of Heth and here Abraham considered himself he considered himself as a stranger he says, I am a stranger in the land of Canaan. And also God has called Abraham stranger. In Genesis 17 verse 28, we are to um, relate ourselves and associate ourselves as believers, as strangers. We are strangers in this land. Every believer's attitude is to be a sojourner on earth. And we bring nothing in this earth. We will take nothing out of it. And we are looking unto God the city where God is going to 
have for us the home that a believer is to board in. And then moving on in, in verse 5, it says, And the children of Heth answered Abraham, saying unto him, Hear us, my Lord, in the choice of our sepulchres, bury thy dead. None of us shall withhold from thee his sepulchre, but that thou mayest bury thy dead. They say, Hear me, you know, they call him a mighty prince. You say, You are a mighty prince among us. And here you see the respect that these neighboring countries and neighbors had with Abraham, the children of Heth. And Abraham had a lot of influence at this time. This is his legacy. This is who he was and then in the land, the influence he had in the land. Also remember back, the king of Abimelech came and <clears throat> made it because he see God in Abraham's life. And Abraham was a great mighty prince. And this king came and made a, a covenant. But here now, these people are confirming about Abraham, who he was. This is his legacy. It says, you are a mighty king. You are a mighty prince among us. And we will not withhold any sepulcher, meaning the grave, uh, tombstone. We will not withhold our tombstone with you. And you are to bury your dead. Say, bury your dead because you are a mighty prince. And because this man, Abraham, became influential in the land of Canaan. And to make a reference to it, if you look at Genesis 13 verses 2, it says, Abraham was very rich in cattle and in silver and gold. But here, this is his material. He was very rich for material, you know, purpose here. But in, in Genesis 14, 14, it says, and when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his household, 318 men, not including elderly or women and children, but you see he had a lot of influence and he also have uh, manpower around him. So we're talking about how great Abraham was. He was rich in silver and cattle and he had servants. He had manpower with them, material, manpower. And if you look at also in Later on, we're going to see Genesis 24, verse 35, about his chief servant's testimony about who Abraham is. His chief servant is Eliezer. And this is what his testimony said concerning Abraham. He says in verse Genesis verse 24 and 35, he says, And the Lord blessed my master greatly, and he has become great, and given him flocks and herds, and silver and gold and men servants and maid servants and camels and asses. You see, this is why these people call Abraham a mighty prince. You say you are a mighty prince, and also you. Um, in addition to that, you have King of Abimelech that came and made a covenant with Abraham, um, and then he said that God has blessed you. God has anointed you. Um, swear by my family that you do right with me you see and this is who Abraham um, turned out to become this, he was a mighty man and here most people don't respect you know naturally people don't respect uh, poor people they always look at well I won't say that people who don't have material wealth most people look at things as material, but here Abraham not only had material, 
but he had what he called character. He had a character with him and he had great influence. And he came here to bury his dead, Sarah, after she has passed away in a funeral. So in verse 7, he says, And Abraham stood up and bowed himself to the people of the land, even to the children of Heth. And he communed with them, saying, If it be your mind that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me and entreat for me to Ephron, the son of Zoah, that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he had, which is in the end of his field. For as much money as it is worth, he shall give it to me for a possession, for a burial place among you. You'll be talking about Abraham, his influence, but you know that here you see this man is also a humble man. And he first he bowed himself to these people. It says, even the children of Heth. So he comes here and he bowed himself to the neighboring countries and the, neighbor, the neighboring people around him and the Canaanites that were around him. And in, in his character, in his humility, he asked to commune with the people of the land of Canaan. And he says, if, if you want me to bear my, my dead, you give me a land. And he asked for the land of Ephron, the son of Zohar. And this land is because there's a cave called the cave of Machpelah, where he wanted to bury his wife. And this is where, this is what he, he made a request here. And then in verse 10, it says, And Ephron dwelt among the children of Heth. And Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the audience of the children of Heth, even of all that went into the gate of his city, saying, Nay, my Lord, hear me. The field give I thee, and the cave that is in it give it to you in the presence of the sons of my people. Give it to you, I give. Bury your dead. See? And Ephron came out of the crowd and he says, Bury your dead. Put nothing between me and you. And then he says, In, in, in his respect and his admiration, in other words, he says, I sincerely give this land and I give the, not only the land, the cave that is in it, you know, I give you in the presence of my people, I give it to you openly. And here Ephron must have been an old man because he says, I will give you in the presence of the sons of my people. In other words, this might maybe an old man speaking to Abraham. So he, this man, Abraham is now you know, giving a lot of uh, respect and admiration because of who he is, the, the, the legacy he has left behind in these people. And that, that tells about his life, how he lived his life. He lived his life honoring those around him. And now he's re receiving this respect among the youths around him also. And in verse 12, it says, And Abraham bowed his, himself before the people of the land and again abraham bowed himself before the people um he's now in gratitude you know in this chapter a lot can be learned from abraham concerning his character he comes here in humility and he bowed himself before the people and he says in verse 13 and he and he spake unto ephron in the audience of the people of the land saying but if thou will give it 
I pray thee, hear me. I will give it thee money for the pe for the field. Take it from me, and I will bury my dead there. And Ephron answered Abraham, saying unto him, My Lord, hearken unto me. The land is worth four hundred shekels of silver. What is it between me and thee? Bury therefore thy dead. See, Abraham is offering money, and he's putting money because these people freely gave him the land and the cave that was within it, you know, because that's the cave. The main object here is Abraham is trying to have this burial of Sarah in the cave, in the, in the beautiful cave here in this land of uh, Hebron. And here he, he says, what is it between me? And he asks Ephron, he says, let me bury my dead here. And, he, and then he asks for, uh, to pay, he asks to pay Ephron. And Ephron said that this money, this land is worth 400 shekels of silver. What is it between me and you? Bury your dead. And you, this man is a man of influence and he says, you are a mighty prince. We are giving you all these things because of what you are, what you represent and the kind of person you are. And then in verse 16, and Abraham hearkened unto Ephraim and Abraham weighed to Ephraim the silver, which he had named in the, in the, in the audience of the sons of Heth. 400 shekels of silver, current money with the merchant. See, Abraham, rather than taking the cave for free, he offered to buy it instead. And rather than being in debt with any man, you know, one of the things the Bible says, you have to owe no man anything except love. And this Abraham know, know that even in his, in his, time of need is not to owe any man anything but here he offered money and wanted to buy it you know free without giving it for free without some asking it for free or he wanted to buy the, the land so he offered this money um to buy this land for for the burying place and this place included the cave of Machpelah and this is a field of Ephron, it says in, in verse 17, it says, And the field of Ephron, which was in Machpelah, which was before Mamre, the field and the cave which was therein, and all the trees that were in the field, and were in all the borders around about, were made sure. In other words, were secured. Because he offered this money, he gathered all these lands, including the uh, cave of Machpelah and it says in verse 18 and unto Abraham for a possession in the presence of the children of Heth before all that went in at the gate of his city so he purchased the field of Ephron in, in Machpelah before memory and this eventually is going to become Abraham's place of burial this is where Abraham is going to be buried later on in Genesis 25 verse 9, there was the cave that was in there, the cave of Machpelah. And Isaac and Ishmael will later on come and bury him there, his sons. 
but also Jacob also his grandson requested that he will be buried when he was in Egypt that he will leave Egypt and be buried back in Canaan in this cave of uh, Machpelah Isaac was also and Rebekah was buried there but here you have uh, also Joseph was also taking his bones were taken from Egypt to the burial place in Canaan here but here now this is a place for Sarah this is where Abraham purchased for his wife Sarah Sarah which is in Genesis um, here in Genesis 23 verses 18 where Abraham possessed finally possessed this land in the presence of the children of Heth and moreover he says in verse 19 and after this Abraham buried Sarah his wife in the cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre the same is Hebron in the land of Canaan and he buried Sarah there in the cave in the cave of the field of Machpelah it says, it says this place is before Mamre and uh, this is the land of Hebron in the land of Canaan and it says in verse 20 and the field and the cave that there is in were made sure unto Abraham for possession of a burying place of the sons of Heth you see it was made sure this was a secure word made sure now it's a seal of proof that Abraham rightly purchased this land and this is a seal of proof and the the main thing for Abraham now is that he has secured this land and this is going to be the place that he's going to be buried he's not to leave Canaan and God forbidden them to leave Canaan this is the land that they are to take and die in and Abraham this is the land that he's going to be raised all the patriarchs all the patriarchs of the Bible are going to be raised in this land so that's the why of the importance of them having a secure land where they can um, die and be buried and that Abraham believed that one day God will raise him up in this land and that God is going to do that in the millennial kingdom in the millennial kingdom God is going to raise Abraham and all the patriarchs from this land called Mamre in the uh, Hebron in the land of Canaan well we will continue on with Genesis chapter uh, 24 we're going to continue on with Genesis 24 but here you see the death of Sarah and also in his in his you see the the life of Abraham and the position of believers where we are to position ourselves we are strangers and we are we are we are sojourners in this land and we begin again again as i said in genesis 24 until then precious saints god bless